Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Welcome to the next episode of the Foyne Jones Show Survival Series. Today's guest, I've got Martin Gill. Martin, you're the Managing Director of And So To Bed. Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. Thank you for joining me today. How are you, sir? Bloody marvellous, thank you. And yourself? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm up and down like the proverbial yo-yo without the walking the dog or the plank and the tricks involved. It's... Um, my mood's very my mood's very by the hour, but you're talking to me from the from the Gill residence. You're at home. I'm um I'm I'm walking sort of social distances with myself into a into my office, which is local to me. I see less people on my way to the office and in the office than I do when I go around my local supermarket for essential shopping only. Got to make sure I put that in. Um, but these are these are strange times, Martin, aren't they? It's surreal. It's uh. It's like living in a movie, isn't it? It's just uh, something that if you had to explain to happen to somebody what happened in uh, 2020, um, it's the sort of thing you're going to be able to tell lots of stories to your grandkids yeah. about. Can it's- you imagine that? You know, saying, saying to someone, there was no football, there was no sport, there was no festivals. We couldn't go to the pub, to the restaurant. We couldn't, you know, go and see our family. Like, you can't even imagine that that conceptually coming out of your mouth, let alone being being in play but it is in play and and i think it's we've seen recent events where you've seen the you know th- this crisis have brought out brought out the best in humanity look at captain tom you know 100 laps of his garden you know the the public have rallied the raised 12 million pounds for the fella and that makes you proud and then you see examples of people perhaps not not embracing what we're going through and perhaps the worst in worst in humanity um do you think the world will change forever from this martin I think many things will change. I think the way that we retail will change. The the way that we have uh, perspective on life will change. Uh, I think we'll come out of this uh, being uh, with a very different mindset. Absolutely. And how are you, from a personal perspective? We'll come on to the business and and you know how you how you're leading that and managing that. But how are you finding it on a daily basis, working? remotely in lockdown from isolation what are, what are the challenges that that's meant for you as a person martin for me it's harder than ever i've got um 56 staff that um that i need to protect but at the same time i have a business that i need to protect uh, and try and make sure that when we come through this we've got a business to go back to mm-hmm. so uh we currently have 19 showrooms across the uk uh, and when you've got staff spread across those showrooms in a distribution network uh, and they're all relying on you to make sure that the business is there to come back yeah. to um, and that we come out and we come out fighting. So um, there's lots of discussions at the moment. I, I think I'm working harder now than ever to try and make sure um, that we come out the other side of this. Yeah. So in some ways, uh, it's uh, it, it's quite scary, you know, because that all relies on you. But in other ways, it's quite exciting because we're now getting an opportunity to to prepare. You know, there's always the in life you look at things is prepare, 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 or preparation, preparation, preparation. Some people say, and to me, now is that time to sit back, take stock, and to make sure you've got those plans uh, going forward. So, spending a lot of time doing that, a lot of time um, 
we also have an online platform. So we have an e-commerce side and it's how do we make the, the best of that? And I think once we come out of this, that's going to have a major focus, whether it be through us selling yeah. um, bedrooms and uh, beds uh, or whether it be in the kitchen industry. Uh, I think there's a lot that you can do that people think, oh, you can't sell a kitchen uh, through the Internet. I think that actually I think there are many, many things that you can do online nowadays. We just have to think differently. We do. We do. I talk about this a lot in my, in, uh, in other podcasts where, you know, we've been championing video technology as part of our service, as part of our offer for, for nearly three and a half years now. You know, so so we've had that as like quite a unique feature that you won't just get a piece of paper or a recruiter ringing you saying, meet this person. We we record interviews like this and we present people in a different way. We, we've been embracing that. You take away the need to travel at first and second stage. That... Those conversations we had, Martin, where we would say, so, Martin, have you have you been on a video interview before? Have you been on a video call? Have you been on a video conference? And a lot more often than not, people would say no. Mm. That isn't going to be the case in the future. So, so, so technology is waking up. But you mentioned there, you know, your 56 staff, your 19 showrooms. And so to bed is always is always sort of quite dear to my heart because of the showroom that used to be on Fulham Road because it used to be between the flats where I grew up in where my you know when my nan lived all of her life in Lancaster Court in Fulham and my local pub the Wheat Sheaf it used to be there so I used to see that all the time and and the showrooms are are in are in you know nice locations desirable locations and um, when that we can't open sign goes up and the staff are affected and you're managing that. That's a real deep breath time because no one prepares for this to the extent of it. How, how, what's that impact been for you and the team and the business? Personally, I think because of the government support, it's made it easier yeah. for the team in many ways. Um, don't get me wrong, no one likes to be stuck at home and cooped up um, like a rabbit hutch. Um, but because the government is saying, although you've got to have a cash flow to support that front and claim yeah. it back from the government, um, um it's made it easier to keep on the team which is uh, obviously the the main thing for me it's, it's about our people any business is about people i truly believe that you know the success of any business is about the people that you employ uh, and the relationship that they have with the consumers and the customers um so to me to make sure that they were safe was number one to make sure we can protect the business um and furloughing the staff we've had to furlough um 50 out of 56 staff wow. so we have a skeleton team of six looking after things uh, like um the internet so we need to keep our e-commerce sales going so that's looking after web chats uh, and and online um inquiries you've got emails that still come into the 19 showrooms that have to be managed and responded to because people have orders in place we have 490 orders still outstanding that where wow. consumers are asking questions so you've got to go back to them and some people really don't understand the idea of lockdown yeah. why can't you deliver it well, because we're delivering two men teams and you can't sit two men in one cab to yeah. deliver something it's just can't be done so the distribution has to stop um we have to answer the phone calls still phone calls are coming with custom service inquiries and so on so and then myself dealing with the, the financial side and the business side of it and the preparation for going forward. So um, there's still a lot happening in the background. So although 50 staff are furloughed and six are working, those six are really keeping the, the wheels gently turning and answering customer queries. 
But Martin, I think like, we should we should really just focus on how positive that is. Yes, there are challenges for the six of you. And of course, Miss Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Jones don't understand they can't have their float in bed tomorrow because they've been waiting for it and you know they've got their heart set on it and they don't they're not gonna quite understand that because that's mm-hmm. I get that. But when you see some of the the situations and you know the the news, the retail news, you know the the brands that we grew up with, that we that, that they, they they resonate with our high streets that are closing. They're making widespread redundancies. They're they're being forced or looking at administration. To hear you know a nineteen showroom business with fifty six staff. Yes, we you're, you're taking advantage of the furlough scheme for fifty of them, and you're spot on there. It's really nice someone's mentioned it. You've got to have the cash flow to get that going. You know, and there's a there's there's businesses that live month to month or quarter to quarter that find that much more challenging. I'm I'm okay because I've got a relatively small and manageable headcount, but it's still you, you're still dealing with it relative to where you are. But you've you've protected the fifty with a view of keeping the business in place for them to come back. The day to day activity, you're working harder or differently and more dynamically or innovative than you have before. It's still tough to do that remotely, isn't it? I mean, I really struggle in a much smaller number where I'm not, I say not touching, but I'm not around people. I, I feed off people and energy and, and inspiration. So doing it all remotely is tough for me and I have to dig deep. Um, are your other, are the other six staff starts, are coping okay working remotely? Have they gone through different changes? How, how are they finding it? I think everyone um, takes it in different ways. Um, they're, um, I have one guy who looks after our warehouse and distribution. Uh, there are customers out there that were relying on us to deliver a bed. Yeah. A lady, for example, um, I've, I'm waiting for my bed to come. I'm moving house. I need this bed to sleep in. So we um, made sure that she had her bed. So, you know, uh, we'd, we'd furloughed the distribution team. So myself and my colleague um, donned our PPE equipment and oh. round and um, delivered a bed. So yesterday I'm actually out delivering beds for, for end customers. You well, know. Where was the delivery, right? Just roughly. Sorry, say again? What, what part of the world roughly did you deliver it to? Um, I went into Vauxhall. Vauxhall, okay. So it's and, London. and another customer needed one out in Guildford in Surrey. I mean, I've got to say, there's probably something like, because I used to, in my builder's merchant days, even when I was a director, I used to love going out with the drivers and stuff like that. It used to give yeah. me a real feel for, you know, the front end of the business, not not the not the smoke and mirrors in the talk, but really what the customers say. I bet you love that, didn't you, for, for, right. for, for a couple of times? Absolutely. Although yeah. I did forget how much these things weigh. Yeah. But did, yeah. did, you, did you, I mean, again, you don't have to ask this, but did you, when you deliver it, say, you know, I'm the managing director, here's your bed, or did you just, just do it quietly? No, I just uh, I didn't tell him who I was. Yeah, no, but yeah. But, I mean, but that in itself is humble, and that that's. But I mean, what what example that says? You know, when when people are saying that you know you've got to you've got to take the pain and you've got to leave from the front. That's an example there where you've recognised they 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 are essential, and that's something that's going to make a difference to someone right now, and it needs to happen. They they can't wait. Hmm. You, you're getting the stuff in and doing it yourself. I think that's a I mean, that's a great story to share with us, Martin. It's um. To me, it's about looking after people, whether it be the customer that's really relied on us uh, delivering a service to them. Yeah. Um, to me, so it's, it's just getting down and doing. I wouldn't ask my team to do something I wouldn't do myself. You yeah. know, and, um, I'm, I actually enjoyed it going out there, driving our vans around and um, um, delivering the service, you know. It, it, does, it does sort of, you know, it's the importance of your team and your business. I mean, I've had 
some really mature, open and honest conversations with my team because I've had the soul ripped out of what I do. You know, mm. I've had um, I, I've had a, a really healthy book, a really healthy work list of projects and assignments all comes to a stop, you know, and this and I actually don't disagree with any decision that's been made that everyone's stopping their recruitment, putting it on hold, delaying start dates is for the right reasons. But when your cash flow is dependent on people meeting each other and starting new jobs, yeah. you've got to really take a step back. So, so I've spoke honestly and openly about my worries with the team. And, and we've come up with different, I won't call it pivoting, that's a bit too bit too vogue, isn't it, to use that word. But we've come up with using our strength, what we're good at, how can we package it up in different ways. We've now rolled out a, a, a completely different pricing model, which is spread across the probation period you know we've got different different things we're doing which which can really just engage with people but more often than not my days now are about giving redundancy support career coaching and advice to people who have been faced with losing their job because for every business like yourself that's that's worked hard work night and day to protect their staff you know protect 56 out of 56 others sadly are are having to or deciding to make decisions which have got real impact. And, you know, from, from my world and, and your, your world of KBB and retail, some amazingly talented individuals are, are facing the fact now that they've got to find a new job. And you've got to make myself available to, to help and inspire and try and educate and, and do it there because you want these people to stay in the industry coming out the other side, don't you? I don't blame uh, there are companies, um, we all have to make cuts at some stage. At the end of the day, to protect the business, to keep the business going and to protect uh, the masses of people, sometimes you, you, you have to make cuts, you know. Uh, and it is always unfortunate. Um, whenever I've had to do it, and even in the future, I'll always do it in a personal way where it's supportive. We'll, we'll support the people in time, that give them a notice period, make sure that they're able to go out and get interviews, support them in those interviews and so on, and make sure that they're able to um, find a, a good job uh, and going forward. For me, it's um, a difficult time. Cash flow, as you say, is is a key thing. The thing that doesn't stop is the rent. Yeah. They might have pushed back the rates at the moment, but I've now got 19 locations that we're paying rent on. Yeah. You know? And so then, so my role has now changed, going back to all the landlords and saying, listen, we need your help. You know, it's not often we come cap and hand to you, but this three months is going to be difficult like hell. How can you help? How can we delay the payments? Well, can is there a, a rent discount that can we get? Can we... Um, postpone the payment can we add it onto the term of the lease and so on it's everything we can do to try and protect the cash because that to me um, I'm paying half a million pounds a quarter in rent for, mm. for the different locations and so it's trying to make sure that works and so you've got enough to make sure you you can keep the, the work and, and those conversations those discussions those messages and emails you know however they're done they're, they're really I find them really draining you know, because they're, I want to be at the other end. You know, I want to be, I want to be creative and developing business there. And you're, and you're, you're doubling down and you're knocking everything down. But, but by applying the time on that, you, you are giving your business that chance to come back in the medium, well, in the short, medium and, and ultimate long term, aren't you? Absolutely. And that's what it's about now. It's about protection. It's about protecting the cash. It's about protecting the people. And now it's about planning for going forward. In other words, because all this protection now is that when we come out, it's not going to go like that and business is back to normal. 
it's yeah. going to take a, a while to recover and it's how we not get through this period the period of shutdown it's how we come out the other side and now it's about how we prepare and hit the ground running making sure that everything is in place no that's really good so let's talk about you martin when you're when you've got your downtime um away from the the, the pressures of keeping and keeping the business going what are you doing for your headspace what are you doing for your fitness what are you doing for yourself and your family to to keep everyone positive because because I'll, I'll tell you why i asked this and you know i ask all everyone because i need some help sometimes myself because i you know you're constantly trying to keep upbeat and motivate yourself and you you have good hours bad hours good days bad days good weeks bad weeks but then sometimes I find I'm going home and I've got a 21-year-old who's been furloughed, an 18-year-old who's been furloughed, and my wife, who sadly has just been made redundant, um, probably going to challenge it because I, I, I I'm not sure it's been done in the right way. But regardless, she's been made redundant. So I've got quite a busy house and quite a quite a stressful house. And I find myself thinking I've got to go in or I've got to go upstairs or back in from the garden or into the garden and, and motivate and keep people calm and together and i just want to put my head in my hands i'm going oh, i just i just need some help myself what are you doing for your own sanity and your your mental well fitness and your physical fitness Martin? there's many pressures we get even my team are on 80 percent, so i've also taken the decision to take 80 percent salary at this moment in time because if they're going to go through some hardship then i'm going to go through it with them you know to me it's about being in the same position as them uh it doesn't matter who you are you're going to get pressures um my take on life is to always be bloody marvelous hence the opening um for yeah, the, I loved it. to me um it, a positive attitude a positive mind is what really um uh gets me going in the morning throughout the day whatever um my time to myself is running um it used to be going on sunday league football playing um uh football which i only gave up at 49 years old so a year ago well, what position were you by what position yeah um it depends when i was a little bit younger i was a striker um and then they moved me back as i slowed down to uh midfield and i tend to stay in midfield most time only because i'm like uh one of those duracell bunnies you you put the battery in and i just don't stop running um so i was more of a workhorse up and down the wing all the time even at 49 years old i'm being used on the wing um yeah, bye, um, I, I try and sit in the hole and just spray passes around and let everyone else do the running. I'd be hitting the ball up there for you for to chase, Martin. I've never been the most skillful, but I've always been fast and uh, and don't stop running. So I'm able to get back and help the defence and, and so on. But I gave that up because my, my son challenged me to run the marathon last year, my first ever time to run a distance. Um the, the real challenge was to beat him. So that was my main goal. I'm going to beat my son. He had run it when he was 18 and he's now sort of 24 and he was going to do it again. And I wanted to make sure I beat him. So yeah, I think he did it in 440 when he was 18. Uh, and that was my goal. But training went really well last year and I was, you know, lost a lot of timber. I was onto it. And um, um, I managed in the end to do it in 353. So my first marathon doing it at that, I was absolutely over the moon. Um, so then I got into it. I got the bug for running. And really? That, I, that was Brighton last year. So I signed up for doing London this year. I had also signed for Brighton as well. And at first I was thinking, well, I'm going to do both. I'm going to run Brighton, then a week later run London. But I um, I hurt my back um, in June last year. I had to have an operation in October. So I had two prolapse discs. So that took three months uh, up until from October to January to heal. So I didn't really start training again until January. So doing two marathons would have been pushing it. 
one's pushing it, but the back seems to have healed and I'm now enjoying that. So my time, back to your question, my time is just to enjoy running. You know, um, that time you get to think, get your head spaced, uh, focused uh, to work out, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do for the rest of the day um, to try and plan to take the business forward? You know, my role as a, as a leader of a business is to motivate a team, you know, in the best way I can. To me, as I said earlier, a business is always about the people. And as a leader, your key role is to make sure that your team are motivated. So whether that be on a team of footballers, whether that be a, a team like and so to bed, it's about how we bring them together and, and how we keep that positive mental attitude in them. You know, giving praise where it's due uh, and giving support where it's due. Um, so that's what motivates me is getting someone to appreciate what you do. Um, that's you know, it's amazing that like you said about how, how the running can, can make, make you addictive. I mean, I mean, I've been on that journey, you know, my, my first marathon, I did it in 3.58 or 3.59, but, but it was it was always going to be around or just under four hours, and I, and, I, and I did that. But, you know, if you do get yourself fit and you can do the week challenge, I did that, and I did um, I did Brighton in 3.53 and London in 3.48. I, I thought it'd be the other way around. I thought I'd be slower the week after, but I wasn't. Um, but then it can get like really addictive and you start pushing yourself and pushing yourself. And um, and I think that I was looking at probably trying to get around the four or four and a half hour mark this time. I wasn't going to try and get the three and a half. You know, I wasn't going to get near three thirty twenty three. So I was trying to get that. And I'd really got myself and Callum were doing it and we'd really got our training back on track. So it was a bit of a bit of a kick in the floor. It was. I mean, it, obviously it was going to get cancelled, but I really hope it goes again in mm. September because we're doing some fundraising for an amazing children's hospice they they support children and their families or children with life-shortening conditions and their families chestnut tree house and i've got them coming on a podcast they're coming on uh, i'm recording with them next tuesday because they that you know just sharing what they're doing at the moment and how important fundraising is for them but that running martin that's what i get back to that that running Jonathan Foyne, who I work with from the age of 18 to about 42 almost every day you know we work together um he used to say to me, when you're exercising, you're playing football, you're in your fitness, when you're doing that, you are like the best leader. You're the best person we ever have because you're creative, you've got the space, you're thinking well. When you fall off the rail and, you know, you, you're not going exercising and stuff, you're not as patient, your clarity of thought isn't the same. So can you please go for a run? You know, can you please get yourself in there? Because it's almost like I, I go for a run, even if it's 5K or half hour or whatever it is, 10K. And I, and it just, I seem to be distressed by the end of it. No matter what, it just clears your mind, doesn't it? Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And to me, what motivates me is also you say about the charity doing that, and I think that's an amazing charity. Last year or two years ago, I did one for a hospice as well. Um, um, this year, I'm doing it for uh, an amazing cancer charity called Orchid. Um, um, and every year, I try and do some sort of charity event. Last year, I um, uh, had to buy a mini for a, less than a thousand pounds, a convertible mini. Uh, you went, on, you went on that rally drive, didn't you? Exactly. So from London to Athens and back um, in a mini to raise money as a team. So ten minis, thirty-five thousand pounds we raised for um, for charity. So to me, doing something each year that also motivates me, where you're helping others because. Oh. There's only so much that you can do to, to give back in life. And so in my view, it's, it's what can I do to try and raise money? I had, I had a year off last year. The year before, 
I was really working, working extensively with campaign against living miserably. So, you know, male suicide. Yeah. And I was doing stupid walks from like Fulham Football Club to Reading overnight for the Fulham Reading game. And then, that, yeah. and then we did the uh, from Fulham Football Club to Birmingham. So three and a half miles, sorry, four and a half marathons in three and a half days, 120 miles. And we did that. And that was like Sky Sports, Soccer. And we had all, all the coverage there. And we raised an awful lot of money for male suicide. But aside from the money, the messages I was getting from people who have lost a brother, a son, a husband, a father, it, it just inspires you to want to do more. And it, and it made me take my own mental health more seriously. And, and, I, and I'm saying this at the moment on that subject, that one of the things we can all do for each other, whether we're in our industry or connections on LinkedIn or friends, colleagues, is actually be there to listen and talk to each other because we're all going to have shit days, Martin. We're all going to have mm. good days. It can be bloody marvellous at nine o'clock and not so marvellous at 9.30. And it's just how you rebound from that. Helping each other makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Where I was going on this was exactly that. If you're doing good, the the, the, the praise or the, the feeling you get back, not necessarily the praise, but the self-feeling you get that you've done something good, it makes yeah. a difference. It's amazing how much a good deed, however big or small yeah. it is, can reflect on your positivity. So that's what keeps me positive is by doing something where I feel actually... I'm, I'm happy I've done that. And that, it gives you that self-motivation, which, and that's what I look to, to drive. Oh, okay. so Martin Gill, the footballer, the, the rally driver, the marathon runner, the, the leader of And So To Bed, the, the, the retail, I mean, you know, the, the showrooms, the staff, let's share, crystallise this, let's share three pieces of advice that you'd give to our listeners to get them through the coming, coming weeks and months. What, what are the three key things you would say to focus on? When you look in the, when you get up in the morning, look in the mirror, and um, sing a silly song to yourself and make you smile. Start every day with a smile. You know, that will be the, the, the first thing I always recommend. And look in the morning and start like, I've got this. Oh, I normally sing Fulham songs in, uh, in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I sing I Will Survive, but uh, normally one of the Adam's going to edit this, and I'm going to make sure Tony Robson listens to it. Mike, you're going to do a solo in the next in the next one. We're getting you to do a solo, mate. Did I tell you that I had a dark secret? Go on. Um, I used to be a barbershop singer. Really? Yeah. Really? So the old baritone and everything? Yeah. But not anymore. Not now you cut me out of that. I've given up singing. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, well Ca Callum's got to defend himself in court, hasn't he? Right, Do you know my, what I mean? my previous job at Pog and Pog was um, uh, uh, global sales director. And I did 120 flights around the world every year for five years. Wow. I've sung karaoke in some of the biggest cities in the world. Every city I went to, I'll find a karaoke bar and sing karaoke. And then I get cut out of Tony Robson's um, I Will Survive uh, um that's it. It's it's oh, I've got, I've got Tony Robson you'd have to have right to reply. You'd have to create a threat to me. So, so what would I say? The, the number one is uh sing, 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 positive. Stay bloody marvellous. You know, bloody marvellous. You know, have a catchphrase that you know will make people smile. When you say it, the, the reactions you get back from someone that it just makes them think. Maybe smile, smile twice. You know, you got twice with it, you got me the first time and you got me again, even though I knew it was coming. It can be infectious. Yeah. You know, so it's the sort of thing that if you remain positive, then that makes other people positive, you know. Uh, and the other thing I would say is preparation, preparation, preparation. We will get through this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a crisis. But you know what? We're British. Yeah, we've got the stiff upper lip. We've got that um, British bulldog inside us. Just go out there and do it, you know, and, and prove people wrong. 
Martin, thank you so much for joining joining me today. Number one, we're going to sing a silly song. Two, everything is bloody marvellous. We're going to prepare, 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 because as Tony Robson said, we will survive. I will survive. You will survive. Thank you so much for joining me on the Survival Special Boy and Joe Show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Bloody marvellous, Martin. Take care. So that's the end of the show. We're Foyne Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.